And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fade right on back to last night, WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. Ten or so matches, at least, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, at least ten matches, and one surprise show up, which I will talk about later, but first I want to talk about how you can find me. If you don't already know who I am, I am Ralph Wentz, your host of the Bump the Mat podcast, hosted right now on Anchor. If you don't have Anchor, you can find me on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I finally got it right. I wrote it down to make sure I wouldn't freaking forget it. I kept saying Radio Republic, Radio This, Public Radio. It's not. It's called Radio Public. You can find me in five places. Like I said, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So, let's talk about WrestleMania 35. Again, held at MetLife Stadium, and as Michael Cole would say, in the shadows of New York City. I don't know how to really think about it. Now, I did do a short little segment last night, immediately following WrestleMania 35. I didn't like how I composed myself because I was super tired after watching seven hours of WrestleMania. I didn't like how it went, but I posted it anyway because I thought that was the right thing to do. And I don't think now, looking back at it, uh, a couple hours later, it wasn't. So I'm going to give you a full rundown of every single match and everything that happened at WrestleMania 35 last night at MetLife Stadium. But first, I do want to talk about the host. I want to talk about the host of WrestleMania 35, Alexa Bliss. Now, we all know Alexa Bliss has been, I think, injured. Well, because she's been injured and off TV, the last time we've seen her was at the Royal Rumble in January. So, they got Alexa Bliss, they as in WWE, got Alexa Bliss to be the host of WrestleMania 35. I did not think that was a good idea. Not that I don't like Alexa Bliss, because I do. She is fantastic in the ring, on the mic. She's one of the best. And she, I mean, all around she's okay. But personally, I don't like the pick of her being a host. Now, we go back a couple years ago where... We started doing this host thing of, of WrestleMania, and we chose, or they we chose, they chose The Rock to be the host of WrestleMania. Obviously, I'm a huge Rock fan, and if Rock, sorry, Mr. Johnson, I am a huge fan. I'm fanboying out. Every time I see a video of yours, every time I look up on YouTube, uh, Facebook, doesn't matter. I'm a fanboy. I watch you. I pay attention to what you say. So if you're listening, it's a little weird, but it's all in good faith and all in good fun. But yeah, Alexa Bliss was your host of WrestleMania 35. She came out at the beginning saying she wanted 
to create WrestleMania moments. As do all of the hosts at WrestleMania and all the superstars involved. But this one was a little different. She says she can create a WrestleMania moment anytime she wanted. Well, she did. She said the snap of her finger, she can, cre- she can create a WrestleMania moment like none other. And what do you know? She snaps her fingers, and out comes the immortal Hulk Hogan, who we saw the night before at the induction ceremony, and uh, introducing the now Hall of Famer Barber or Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So Hulk Hogan comes out. Excuse me. And Alexa Bliss, they're up on the stage. They're having fun. They're doing poses. And all of a sudden, who walks out? Or struts out, I should say. Paul Heyman. Now, we all know as wrestling fans that when Paul Heyman comes out, we don't know what to expect. And we don't know what's going to happen or what he's going to say. So he comes out, marches to the ring. And... He gets on the mic and says, if we're not going to be the last match, then we need to be the first match so we can hop on a plane to Las Vegas where Brock feels wanted. Now, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know word for word for right now, but that's the all around about thing he says. So that's the first match of the night. Seth Rollins versus the Universal champion Brock Lesnar now I don't know about you but I did not think this match was going to last long I wanted Seth to win but I think I picked Brock to win because I had read that he signed a new contract with WWE the day before or hours before it may even started anyway I, I picked Brock to win that didn't happen so Brock beat up Seth a little bit out of the ring, threw him over the announcer's desk a little while, you know, a, a lot actually, and then they got in the ring and the match started. So, a couple curb stomps later, Brock's title reign as Universal Champion comes to an end, and Seth freaking Rollins wins. Now, this begs a, a little bit of a suspicion or a little bit of curiosity to me because who is Seth Rollins going to face? He says a couple weeks ago that he's given his brother of the Shield, Roman Reigns, his opportunity, his rematch, because back in October, Roman Reigns obviously, for all WWE fans that don't know, obviously had to drop the Universal title after winning it from Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia had to drop it because of his leukemia diagnosis and now Seth Rollins is coming to Monday Night Raw the Raw after Wrestlemania which we all know is crazy every single year it's crazy something happens that leaves us in shock that makes us want to watch the next Monday Night Raw after So, that's what's going to happen, I think. Roman's going to come out and challenge Seth Rollins, or Seth Rollins is going to say, Roman, get out here. You're getting your title match either tonight or at Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks. 
But on to my next max, next match. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Now, I did not think that this match should have even been on the card, really. Not that I'm a fan of neither, because I am. But it just didn't have the storyline for me. Now, AJ Styles says he's the face that runs the place of SmackDown Live. And Randy Orton is obviously the guy who's been there for a while. He's a legend. Or he's going to be a legend. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Both of them are. But it just kind of got dull for me. Because neither of them are the face that runs SmackDown Live. Or they're the top dog at SmackDown Live. So... It just got really dull for me, and I really didn't pay attention or even care about this match. So, moving on. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. I will have to say I missed a little bit of, a little bit of this match due to my kids, but I did get a good recap when I went back and rewatched it today. Anytime that Aleister Black and Ricochet are in a ring, along with the Usos and the bar... Not so much Shinsuke and Rusa because they're really not a tag team. And I don't think they really worked well together. WWE seemed like they just put them together to build the tag team division up for a quick minute. And then I think, you know, maybe Tuesday they're no longer a tag team. So every time Ricochet and Aleister Black and the Usos and the bar are in a ring either together or separate, the match is going to be fire. They're too good. They're too charismatic. They're too energetic. And you can tell that they they really love what they do, especially the Usos, who I think, and I'll go on record and say it again, that they're probably the best tag team in the world in wrestling entertainment. So the Usos end up winning that match again I missed it due to my kids we had a little bit of an emergency but I did recap it I'm happy the Usos won they still deserve it and you know what if I'm not mistaken they weren't even on last year's Wrestlemania show I think I believe they were on the kickoff show but it's crazy to see 365 days later what can happen but anyway, Usos won. I'm happy about it. Again, it begs the question, who are they going to face now? They've already faced the bar. They've already faced the New Day. They've already faced Gallows and Anderson. Or, I don't know. What's going to happen? I, I, I really thought that Ricochet and Aleister Black were going to win it. Uh, that's what my heart was telling me. But, obviously that didn't happen. But, congratulations to the New Day who pulled it out much deserved and uh, hopefully they they will keep going and going and going and have the longest reign as a tag team because they deserve it on to my next match Shane McMahon versus The Miz now this got personal whenever you involve a family member or someone very close to you in a storyline in WWE it has been history has told us that it's been nothing but a gold match or nothing but a gold story and this one definitely didn't shy away from it either. That Shane McMahon got so personal with The Miz at the Royal Rumble. I know, it wasn't that the Royal Rumble. I think it was Fastlane. 
at Fastlane against their match against the Usos when they lost. Shane McMahon attacked The Miz from behind and then put his hands on The Miz's father. Now, story, backstory being is that, I don't know if it's true, but this is the storyline they went with, that The Miz had fought so hard all his life in WWE, outside WWE, to gain his father's, I wouldn't say permission, but to gain the respect for from his father, to, to gain that, you know, applaud, per se. I can't come up with the word right now. But just to get the recognition from his father. And that, that strikes personal with me. And I think that strikes a lot with the WWE universe. And, you know, again, I want to take a short time to, to cut this off real quick and get deep down in, into it as far as personal-wise. I don't have the greatest relationship with my dad. And I see there's a lot of a lot of people that don't have great relationships with their parents. So whenever you involve that kind of emotion and that kind of energy into a story, I think you have nothing else left to do but to make a great match. And we all know Shane McMahon can make a great match out of you know wrestling with the broom. That's that's the old saying. You know he he can make that he can make a match with a broom exciting. But when you involve that much energy and that much excitement and that much emotion into one match, you're gonna get gold because you're hit, you're you're striking every single thing that you know. It's like a checkoff list. You want the emotion to be there. You want the excitement to be there. You want the energy to be there. You want both superstars to go out and give them all that they have, and that's what happened in this match. And we all thought that Shane was going to do something crazy, jump off something, and typical Shane McMahon jumps off a 15-foot platform holding cameras. You know, it, and it's it's crazy to think that Shane McMahon is, I think, close to 50, maybe even more, and, and still doing this crazy stuff. And I'm over here at 27, like, if I did that... I would have no more back. I'd be a walking spaghetti noodle. So, kudos to Shane McMahon, once again, defying all the odds and defying gravity and putting on a very good story and a very good match with The Miz. And Miz, congratulations again on the upcoming baby. They're about to have, her, him and Maurice are about to have another baby. The It couple is now the It family, which you can see them on, I believe, E! Network or USA, whatever one that is. But, great match. I give it a B plus, you know, accounting for who was involved. So, it brings me to my next one. And this one wasn't a big hit for me. I kind of don't even really want to talk about it, but I have to for the sake of people who either missed WrestleMania 35 or just the people who are interested in this podcast and taking a time out for a second, I want to know what you guys think. If you're listening to me out there on Podcast Land or Radio Land or wherever you're hearing me from, from the five 
stations that I'm on, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. If you're hearing me, let me know where where you're hearing me from. Let me know what you think. Let me know if I can fix something or you want something to talk about. I'm also on Facebook at Ralph Wentz and I'm on Twitter at Wentz Jamie. If you can find me on either one of those, please give me your info. I want your input. Your input is more important than me, more important to me than anything. It's like the, the WWE superstars always say. The listeners, the viewers, the watchers, they are what run the show. And for the people, like I said, in podcast land that are hearing me right now, you are what, what runs the show. You are who I want to entertain. You are who I want to hear back from. So again, if you have any input, anything I can work on that you want to see, anything you want me to talk about, just drop me a comment, subscribe, find me on Facebook at Ralph Wentz, or find me on Twitter at Wentz Jamie. Just let me know. But back to schedule at hand, the Raw Women's Tag Team titles. Now, when they first came up with the idea of doing a women's tag team title, I was ecstatic, I was happy for them, and it's very much deserved. So, you have the champs, Sasha Banks, the boss, and the hugger, Bailey, versus Natalia, Beth Phoenix, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, I'm sorry, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, the Iconics, and Tamina and Nia. Now, I think they probably could have kept this match at a tag team triple threat instead of a tag team fatal four-way, which it wasn't a tra- it wasn't a fatal four-way, it was a traditional tag where each set of competitors got put into a corner where they had to tag out. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, although the women deserve to be in that spotlight at that certain time at WrestleMania 35 putting on a subpar match. And kudos to Beth Phoenix for coming out of retirement and really showing that she has no rust at all. But the Iconics walk out with the W. Now, a lot can be said that they didn't do much, that they really didn't participate, that, you know, the ultimate opportunist uh, stealing a line from Edge, which is just ironic because of Beth Phoenix being in the match. But the Iconics come out with the W. I'm happy for them. They spent a lot of time in NXT working on their craft, their promos, their wrestling ability. You know, anything that they can't, anything that they could have worked on, they did in NXT. I saw them in person. They're excellent. They're great on the mic. And I'm, I'm really happy for them. And I hope they do good things. On to Kofi, Mania, and the new Daniel Bryan. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this match because I think that everyone knew and had a and had some sort of a feeling that Kofi was going to win this. Not that he had to win it or needed to win it. He I I honestly thought that this build up was so long and so thoughtful in the in the whole process of of getting Kofi there, that he had to jump through so many hoops and deal with Vince McMahon and 
and just have all the the, the tribulations to to go through and I just I kind of knew that Kofi was gonna win so Kofi ends up winning and fulfills his dream of being there for 11 years and never getting a title singles title match and congratulations to Kofi Kingston so Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe walks out the winner not gonna really talk about that one uh, more of a filler match Drew McIntyre versus the big dog Roman Reigns really not gonna talk about that one either other than the fact that Roman's gonna get his title shot uh, probably tonight uh, the Monday night after Raw or Monday night Raw after Wrestlemania against Seth Rollins now I did tell you that somebody showed up last night that I honestly thought that was not going to happen, was never going to show up again, and that is the doctor of thugonomics, John Cena. He showed up to interrupt Elias in typical Elias fashion, where everybody interrupts him. I thought it was going to be The Undertaker, but it ended up being the doctor of thugonomics, and typical thugonomics John Cena drops a really good segment about four minutes long and just blows the crowd away and hopefully hopefully we see a heel John Cena which we haven't seen in quite some time I believe 2004 is the last time we saw the heel Cena in WWE Triple H and Batista Triple H won and Batista ended up calling it quits his in his in ring uh, career has come to an end he posted it on Twitter he posted it on Instagram he thanked the crowd he thanked WWE and honestly it it's probably exactly what he wanted to happen go against one of his buddies despite the storyline he's still a friend he goes against one of his buddies and ends up losing it was a really hard fought match but Triple H prevailed he is the king of kings he is the assassin and quite frankly he is the CEO so anyway the demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley the demon won really not going to hit on a lot I'm kind of running over my time that I really wanted to Hope I'm not losing my listeners yet. I don't know what's going to happen with the demon Finn Balor. I don't know what's going to happen to Finn Balor tonight on Monday Night Raw. We only can tune in to find out. And I will definitely be watching it to find out. But the winner-take-all match. This hype was so big. The first ever women, Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky to main event Wrestlemania in 35 years of Wrestlemania this has never been done that's extraordinary guys for 35 years no woman has ever come close to main eventing at Wrestlemania that again that's extraordinary that's unheard of hopefully we get more of it I'm super proud to be a fan I'm super excited to be a fan. I can't wait to see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw and on Tuesday Night SmackDown. So, I mean, they got my curiosity. 
What's going to happen? What's Becky Lynch going to do after winning it? She's now the Raw and SmackDown champion. Are they going to unify the belts? Are they going to is the brand, is the brand split going to happen again? We can only find out by tuning in to Monday Night Raw at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I want to give a shout out to my buddy Justin. He's over there on WWE Mentality Podcast. You can find him there. Like he said the other day, we're here to help each other. We're here to have fun. We're here to talk about something that we enjoy and love talking about. But that wraps it up for me, guys. It's 428, and we got about three and a half more hours. So like my buddy Justin says, and I really need to come up with my my own catchphrase, but for right now, I'm just going to steal his until I find my own. Keep on slamming, keep on riding, and enjoy that ride. I'm Ralph Winch, your host for Bump the Mat. I hope you enjoyed. Talk to you later, guys.